Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunded campaign success and better physical product businesses. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and each week I interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert designed to help you take your startup to the next level. If you're interested in learning what we're all about and kickstarting your own crowdfunding campaign, check out artofthekickstart.com slash checklist. You'll get our entire guide to crush your campaign and take your business to new heights. But now, let's get on with the show. Guys, I don't always recommend crowdfunding fulfillment, but when I do, I prefer eFulfillmentService.com. Guys, we have an awesome interview today. We've got Yasmina Grace with Mito on the line, and they crushed it. This is a kick-ass Kickstarter campaign. Thanks for coming today, Yasmina. Hey, Matt. Nice talking to you. And thanks, of course, for the compliments. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. We got the technology working, which means we got to get pumped up. And it's a little warm here. We like to kick these off with a life quote or success quote, something exciting. What do you live by? So I think we live by by the idea of make mistakes and make mistakes fast because uh, you're going to do them anyways. So we're doing mistakes every day. Just fix them up and keep on rocking further. Absolutely. Mentality of an entrepreneur right there. Screw up and keep going forward. <laughs> Where have you guys screwed up? Oh, no, no. But screw up, screw up, but try to fix it as well. It's an important part. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Mista- and then mistakes, keep going. Mistakes are what gets you better as long as you learn from them. Some of us don't. Exactly. What kind of, uh, what kind of big mistakes have you guys had with Mito before we jump into the business? Kind of keep it flowing. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't think we made the crazy big mistake we hope at least, but um, it differs. Other people say that we were maybe too much in the media too early. So basically, when we actually launched the Kickstarter campaign, we had already been covered by all the big guys. And it's because like, I don't know, way too many people already knew about Mito. So it wasn't like, oh my God, have you seen this? It's this crazy new thing. It's like, oh, it's that thing that I already saw. (laughs) So a lot of people were saying it was bad that we were already in media earlier but then in the same time it wasn't really our choice it just happened it's like we didn't make a decision oh let's go to publish stuff people just started asking us questions and started publishing it so it kind of went naturally but uh yes that's one of the things that people say we did wrong and also because other of course companies already know what we are working on and they can start trying to beat us and be faster on the market but come on, let's be real too. You guys raised 820,000 euros. That means you crushed it. And the naysayers don't really matter that much. <laughs> you guys are going places. Clearly. Yes, so, so we're, we're not crying in the pillow. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, screw the standard operating procedures. If it works, just roll with it. And it's working for you guys. Let's get back to where Mito started. So where was kind of the inception of a more efficient, pretty freaking futuristic looking water cooker? Where did that come from? Well, actually, everything starts from very basic approaches of starting for inspiration everywhere. So everything started from a TED Talk from Leila Akrulu, who was talking about just the different devices that wastes energy on a daily basis, and we're not really aware of it. So she did the example of the electric kettle, of that one day of overfilling the electric kettles is actually so much energy wasted, you could light up all the streetlights in England. And that was just like part of her talk. But the it strikes up our mind that, yeah, really, there are these things we are so used to be doing every day, but you are not anymore thinking of, like, how much water do I put in? Is, is that actually doing any harm? 
So from that point, we thought, okay, let's do, let's do something different. And how else can we heat stuff? So we started taking apart different machines like popcorn machine, fryers, everything, just looking inside. What's, what's the guts? How do they do it? How does things are heated? And then slowly and slowly, it started to come up with the induction system, which is just genius and so smart and so responsive that it just went on further until we got to Mito. Yeah, because we've all put our hands down on the burner before, and that absolutely sucks. Go through the induction system a little bit and kind of talk about the rather magical effect of Mito. The magical effect? Ah, the magical effect always works. You put the stick inside the cup, and it just starts boiling. And honestly, it keeps on surprising us each time when we see in lab happening. It's really so weird. It's just this little plate, and doesn't do anything. As soon as you put the vessel on it with the water and place the stick inside, the, the electronics that are inside and the coil, it spreads out the magnetic field and it's searching for the metal part. So as soon as the rod is placed inside, it starts heating it up and that, of course, heats the water around it. So and as soon as you take the cup off, nothing is happening. The top is not hot. Nothing is boiling inside the cup. It's, I don't know, it's, I love it. <laughs> it's like pure physics magic. That's what, that's what we, uh, it's like pure physics magic. That's what, uh, that's what we nerds like to play with and make cool products out of. Is that going to be the is that going to be the basis of your company in the future? Are you guys going to focus <laughs> on are you guys going to focus on just uh kind of more efficient heating solutions? They're going to be kitchen products. Where do you see Mito going? Well, it's definitely kitchen products, that's for sure. And most likely the future is expanding in two different directions. One is implementing this flexible heating system because what i find unique about mito is that we don't sell you more cups that you have to use it's all about being flexible and using already existing things and we want to implement it in bigger scales so do it on bigger surfaces and being very flexible of how you are heating anything in front of you or implement it in tea ceremonies when people are just experiencing the tea in complete other way so that's one thing another thing is just continue developing on different devices inside the kitchen that are wasteful, too much, too much gadgety or too much like Frankenstein's taking up the space in the kitchen. So more in that direction. Hypothetically, you could use something like this for cooking pasta, for boiling water, hard boiled eggs, all that kind of stuff, right? Without having a burner? Yeah, you can and couldn't in the same time. Because, um, yeah, Two bigger volumes, it gets slower. Like if you put like a huge pot, first of all, the base is really small. Not really small, but it's too small to put like a five liter pot, of course, and start making a soup for army. That's maybe not really the application. <laughs> for us, it's more what we like is that it's for small amounts, very efficient, very fast, and there on the spot. And when it comes to more food, it can get burnt inside. Like if you start put putting potatoes in and, and that kind of stuff, then the energy transfer is just not as efficient. You could possibly do it, but it's not as efficient as just boiling purely liquids. Okay, you'd have the invection or the induction and the convection. It would it would reduce that a little bit. Okay, you. But uh, un unimportant. We're here to talk about business, and you guys clearly crushed it. What were some of the strategies you guys used leading up to the Kickstarter to have? I mean, you said press came out early, but you had awesome technology, of course. But how did you get the press? How do you get people excited about a product like Mito? We have been so lucky on the way how this everything went out. So basically the story goes that first time we presented Mito was uh, October 2014, so last autumn. 
and we presented it during a design fair. And that's basically where the press picked it up. It was just a student project inside the graduation pro- uh, exhibition. We just showed it because we were supposed to do it because of school. And that's where everything started. Like we were lucky that we had photos ready to share with the press because just, they just kept on coming and like, okay, we want to publish it. And we're like, whoa, whoa. Okay, sure. Go for it. And then as soon as it was on the press, people were writing that they want to buy it. But we're like, Mm, yeah, nice, but it's actually a school's project. It doesn't exist. Go, go into that. Go into <laughs> that because that happens with that happens so, with people all, that all the time. Already... Sorry, I totally cut you off. Go into that whole student concept of building something, and oh, it's just not serious. We're not really going to do this. When does that switch happen? Get really into that because I think that's really exciting for college age entrepreneurs, people that do something as a hobby that never really see it as a business until it happens. Yeah, it's really. It's really hard to believe yourself, I think. I think it's very two different kinds of people, people who all the time think that I'm so great, my ideas are the best, other ones who are too modest. And it might be also the poem that you, you as maybe a creative person, you have so many thoughts in your head and you, first of all, want to do them all, but you also don't have a clear idea anymore which are actually the really good ones and which are just another 10 ideas that you had today. And... Uh, I think we also never thought that Mito is going to be what it is right now. It was just one of the projects we were at that point working on. But where it's changed was actually people coming to us and saying, I want it and that it makes sense because we're talking about really drastically changing habits, how people heat water. And that's the hardest thing possibly to do with the new devices to change something that we have been doing for ages in one way. And we say, no, no, you're going to do our way. And we we thought it's just like people will not catch up on it. They're going to think it's weird and that it looks like a spaceship and stuff like that. And that fair being out there and actually talking with people and people coming to us and we hear their stories, how they would use it. We learned so much. And also that's where we believed it, that this this is going to be something bigger, that we should continue working on Mito. Yeah, it creates a... So I, my advice would be just go out and talk with people and test, test what they say, because you clearly can't look at your own product with the fresh eye. Absolutely. We always have, we see the faults, we see the successes and we never really see it truthfully. Yeah. It's never good enough. It's, ne- it's never good <laughs> enough. And it's always, it's always hard to just, you just got to put yourself out there. You did it as a student, which means you did it grudgingly. You wanted to get the grade, but at the same time, at least it forced you out there. How does that work with patent based things? I'm guessing you guys didn't do any intellectual property or anything like that as a student. But then you get it out in front of all We did. People. We did. Actually, that's what we did the patent thing as well. Uh, we actually graduated in summer. And then that's why nothing happened until autumn because we did apply for the patent. And that was also like a big step, blah, 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 blah. But we were advised to do that from some smart people who said, maybe, maybe it will make sense. And uh, so we applied for the patent. And then in October, it was already in process. So we could actually talk about it publicly. We wouldn't have done that during summer, for example. Talk about getting smart people to help you and advisors to help you, especially when you're new to this. <laughs> oh, you really need those smart people. And, but that's also, like, I, I'm amazed how many people are just willing to help you because they have the knowledge and you just, you're just honestly coming to them and saying, hey, we don't know this, but we really want to make this happen. And I think if you're just purely honest and don't pretend like you're a smart ass or someone really cool and just say, hey, I have this thing. I know you're really smart. Can you help me out? There's so many people who are like sitting for hours with us. That's why I was also late to talk with you 
just because we have these super smart guys again inside the lab and they're just putting it all out there and helping to push us further. And you need these smart guys because no one ever knows everything. And then there is a coil expert, then there is a PCB board expert, and, and everyone just brings something new to the table. Yeah, getting those people on board. And once they start co- becoming on board, they get more committed to the success of the product, even though they're the ones that are just helping you out. And they keep on free. dragging new people in. Yeah, yeah, they drag new people and it's, it's, it's like an addiction. So get, get yourself some mentors, guys. Yeah. That's, the, that's what Yasmin is telling us right now mentors definitely definitely and give them a lot of coffee and some pastries time to time <laughs> and if you're going to make the coffee use and a mito machine i guess oh, you'd yeah. have to you'd have to do it a little we instant just... that way or maybe some pour over <laughs> the the topic of today is that actually our engineer's child just burnt his hand on the stove so we're all t- saying like see we have to make that mito happen so you're he doesn't burn his hands. <laughs> That's your marketing message right there because it happens to parents all the time or a, a steaming hot water kettle or something like that. <laughs> have a futuristic way to protect your kids and have your have your coffee at the same time. Exactly. That's Mito. Gosh, the Germans are efficient. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I actually spent some time in Germany. You guys are great at that. Go there if you want to become more. Efficient. I'm not German, but thank you're you. not German. <laughs> Where are you from, Yasmina? No, no, we're. I'm originally coming from Latvia, which is Lettony or whatever. Who calls it? How it called? Uh, Latvia is a. Uh, do you want to jump into the call? call uh, jump into the launch round now, Yasmina. Yeah, sure. Have you ever wrapped up a thousand rewards and shipped them out to your backers when you're pressed for time? It is no fun. Trust me. If you're thinking about running a Kickstarter campaign and you're going to make it big, artofthekickstart.com slash EFS for your crowdfunding fulfillment. It'll help you make it that much easier. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. Planning a crowdfunding campaign and want to make sure you crush it? I have awesome news for you. The Art of the Kickstart Crowdfund Academy, our course, 43 videos, which walks you step-by-step through what it takes to crush your crowdfunding campaign, Kickstarter, or Indiegogo, is now going to be $67 with an exclusive coupon. If you go to artofthekickstart.com slash go, you can get the entire detailed guide, which will walk you through dominating your Kickstarter campaign. Check it out, guys. Artofthekickstart.com slash go. Okay, so first question of the launch round, Yasmina. What would you be doing if you weren't an entrepreneur? I have a secret dream to be a baker in a bake, baking cafe. <laughs> but probably I will never end up doing that. I think I have the urge to be creating something. So I would for sure be designing, designing other stuff, furniture, home stuff, everything that's around us. I have the urge to create. The urge to create is one of the better urges. Definitely not a bad one. And who would you want to meet? If you could meet any kind of creator, creative throughout history, who'd you want to sit down and have some Mito-powered coffee with? Oh, that's a super tough question. I have no idea. I would want to meet them all. <laughs> There's so many genius people. But maybe probably some philo- philo- How do you say it in English? Philosophers? Uh, because they, they always have such philosophers, sorry. 
they always have such a messed up books and all that. So I'm wondering, like, how does it actually to talk with a person? Does he also talk so a bit of everywhere? I think I actually wouldn't want to meet any. Ah, ah. Dieter Rams, that one I would really love to meet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, I think, the, yeah, he, he has set it up some serious grounds for the design that I wish we would all continue following. And also, of course, everything that he has done for Brown, it's amazing. It's, it's definitely an inspiration for any device design. Reach out to him. He's still alive, right? That's our challenge for you. He hasn't made yeah, you've, he is. you've got a killer minimalist could, product. I, Tell him that he inspired you. Just maybe you can take him out to coffee sometime. That's your that's your art for of the tea, Kickstarter channel. Oh, for Mito tea. tea. Mito <laughs> tea. That, okay, that is true. Send him a free Mito with a card, and maybe you'll get maybe you'll get something. That's, call me up. <laughs> call me, baby. But uh, yeah, so let's go next question. <laughs> Business book, life book. What would you like to recommend to listeners? Business life book. What do you mean, like an actual reading or? Yeah, something something that you'd recommend. What do you mean by that? Something you'd recommend for a business book that people can learn from or just a book that you've personally enjoyed that you think would be beneficial for others. I recently discovered this magazine, which I would call more of a quality as a book. It's called Offscreen. And um, they, they all, all the features that they write about is so nice for young entrepreneurs because they feature both already established companies or co-founders talking about how they started everything or young new guys who are working crazy good at their age and so many just inspirational people talking about the, their ways of working and they have very interesting ways of writing and each of the persons are featured in a different way whether for example there's just a guy talking about how he starts his day but then he's running this crazy big business so it's just from a very personal perspective you kind of learn about the person and then there's other guy just giving tips of how to do this or that or how lonely you feel when you're an entrepreneur. And it's just really, really interesting. And each of their magazines is just like in a different twist again, how they're featuring different people. And for me, it helps really like as an inspiration when you're like, oh, why do I do all this? I could, I don't know, go and work in a bakery and be happy. And <laughs> then you read that and you're like, hell yeah, let's push it. <laughs> Which entrepreneurs get you pumped up and make you want to push it? Which entrepreneurs? Oh. Again, I will not have you one precise names. I'm always hard with names. I have no favorite music or no favorite artist. <laughs> and the same as like no favorite entrepreneur. There's just a lot of stories that inspires, for example, the Fab Labs, how they started, or MakerBots, how they started to introduce the 3D printers that now maybe we are already all fed up with. But the story, how they started everything and their goals and aims, it's amazing. And it's really nice to see how grew up from few guys geeking in their lab to something so major so big just wait we'll see you featured on the magazine soon let's hop out of the launch round let's get back, <laughs> let's get back to you guys yasmina so we talked a little bit about where you're going but talk a little bit more about strategy what happens post kickstarter in terms of building the business long term how can people learn from you guys I think it's too early for us to be teaching anyone on that because we're just starting on it and everything is absolutely new for us. So we just go back to this part of what I started with. We just are doing all the mistakes maybe right now. <laughs> but uh, now what's very important after the campaign is the mo most, most important thing is to keep the promises that we have made during the Kickstarter, deliver on time and deliver possibly the best product we can make on this time. So if all the energy right now is going into 
picking out the right manufacturers, the right components and the right people to work with as well. Because, of course, we're searching for some extra hands on the team to execute Mito and the right companies to work with. And right now, seriously, the whole energy is going into that. I know we're, everyone tells us you have to think in longer term goals. We're going to do that. We're partly doing that. But still, I think it most the priority is just keeping up the promise we have made for all those people. I think we have so many backers. We have very personally in touch already with them. So I feel like I have promised something really big. And that's everything what I'm concentrating on. And then meanwhile, of course, we're designing new products and talking with more distributors to make bigger orders than just the orders that are there on Kickstarter. But that's that's all on the side. It's nice that it's happening, but as long as we deliver on time a good product for the Kickstarter backers. Basically, you're super stressed at this point. We got to let you get off the podcast and get back to work so you can keep crushing it. <laughs> Thanks for coming on today, Yasmina. If people want to check out Mito, no problem. where should they go for the world's greatest tea maker futuristic craziness ever? Well, no, you really saw this off. <laughs> but you can go to Mito.com and that's where you can see how our lovely kettle looks like and of course get in touch with us if there's any questions or you want to work with us or whatever we are very active on chatting with everyone who writes us emails so just go for it and guys yes mina's a terrible salesman on this you got to check it out just to see how incredibly magical it is it's really cool to watch a metal rod heat up some freaking awesome tea check it out guys thanks for coming on yes mina thanks for tuning in everybody Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Yasmina. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show all about building a better business, world, and life with physical products. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and if you've enjoyed today's episode, you should check out artofthekickstart.com. You can find access to all our past episodes, get our Kickstarter Crush It Guide, and if you love the episode, be sure to leave us a review, artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors and entrepreneurs find the show and helps us get better guests on here to help you grow your business. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, have a great and productive week. Go build something incredible.